Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tell us about the receipts you are keeping. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, good morning, top of the morning to you. Keith McPherson on the fan. It's Wednesday, November 2nd now as we proceed. You just heard Marco with the update. Fleegs behind the glass. Sports talk in New York City. The Knicks will be back on later tonight at the Garden. We're coming off of three wins for our local hockey teams. Okay, with the NFL and the NFL trade deadline, I know there were folks wishing that the Giants would get a receiver, but you know what? They're in a position where they got to play this uh, close to the chest. You know, this first year of Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they've been able to overcome not having a stud receiver. But I think they can get it done with the guys that they have, and they don't have too much that they should be giving up. I I want Giants fans to think about this. Think about what the Bills were able to do with their team and their picks building around Josh Allen. They made a couple moves, yeah, to get a receiver like Stephon Diggs, but that Bills team was drafted, offense and defense. They hit on draft picks. And you got to hope that Joe Shane and Brian Dable will be able to hit on draft picks in the future. You've already gotten off to a better season than you expected. You're in good hands. It's one trade deadline. I saw people making parallels to the Mets and Billy Epler and not going for it at the deadline. This ain't that. It's not the same thing. Uh, the Giants have exceeded expectations, and I think they'll continue to play tough. And you know what the biggest move was? Addition by subtraction for the Giants. Getting Kadarius Tony out of here and getting a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick that who knows what they turn it into that's important. Now, when you look at the Miami Dolphins and what they've turned their picks into with the whole Trey Lance thing, uh, in 2001, 
that pick, they traded up and got Jalen Waddle. In 2022, that pick sent to the Chiefs got them Tyreek Hill. And then today, they were able to get Bradley Chubb. Well done by the Miami Dolphins organization who had their own firestorm, who went through their own things uh, with Brian Flores and uh, Steven Ross and all of that that went on. And the Dolphins are going for it. The Dolphins are going for it. So it is what it is. I know my guy Jimmy in Jersey City loves his Dolphins. What I, up, my man Keith? How you doing, buddy? I queued you right up, Jimmy. I'm all yeah, right. Yeah, you did. I mean, I like that. I like that introduction. They're pretty good, Keith. I like it. That's why you, you're good with music. See, that, that introduction was good. Just DJ tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a nice move by us. Hopefully, uh, now we pair him up with Phil. So now we have two wins with the guys in the middle there. So they'll have a strong finish, Keith. I think we'll do all right. But I was calling about for, for Steve Nash. Listen, like you said a little while ago. It was a mutual thing. He said enough of this Kyrie stuff, man. He, he's in trouble again with this anti whatever, blah blah blah. He's like, I can't, I can't deal with this no more. I'm not gonna three years in a row, Keith. This guy's yep. been causing him headaches, causing him a coaching career. Like Shaq, you know, Barkley said on the game, Steve Nash was a good coach. That man deserved a better fate than what Kyrie and KD gave him. If he was on a different team, where with a Curry or somebody like that, when with with guys who really look, are into the game and who respect the game. He might have did better Maybe. than what they did. Yeah, we'll never know. We'll never know. He his now the start to his coaching career is tainted with, you know, being fired exactly. by the Brooklyn Nets and being about a five hundred uh, percentage, a five hundred and eighty percent winning percentage. I think I just saw like yeah. it, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great. Hey, Keith, what 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 he did, right? Like I Irving, suppose Luka Doncic did that. What do you think the NBA? Do you think they were, what kind of uproar do you think they would have been? Mm, I don't know, and that's a good question to ask. Like, what if it was someone else? Because Kyrie, like I said, Kyrie's got a hundred strikes. Ky- yeah, Ky- Kyrie can't. Like, I don't. I don't know what he thinks. He doesn't have any room for this. But a Luka Doncic, Luka, Luka, like doesn't even strike me as that type. And Luka being from Slovenia, he's an international darling. I don't even think he tweets, to be honest. So it's it's hard. You know, it's hard to look at. Like, that's a question that people have asked. What if this was someone else? And then people also have said, where where are the rest of the NBA players condemning this? And they've a lot of them have been quiet on it. Exactly. exactly. Key, let me ask you. Would you mind us getting rid of Kyrie? I don't care at this point. At, at this point. You don't care, right? At this point, I'm over it. I'm so over it. It's not worth it, right? It's not worth the headache. You don't know what you're going to get. Bro, like you like it's not worth the thirty points a night. Look no, at all not, of this not, negative it, it, attention it it brings. It's it's not worth it. No one is worth it. And uh as much as I've defended Kyrie in the past, I'm not gonna defend this. This was boneheaded. And and then yeah. he he made it worse by by not explaining his stance and why he put it out and trying to deflect. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm and a Nets fan. And, 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 and this is a guy that just became a father. A guy who just became a father. No, that, like, he just I, had I his third kid, bro. Kid. Yeah, he just right, had well, his yeah. third kid. Well, I mean, I mean, just like, yeah, exactly. Just had another kid. Like, like, he's got what, a newborn. He's got a little baby. He's probably up at night, you know, dealing with that on top of the stress of uh, all this other stuff that he created for himself. I don't feel bad for him. I'm not defending him. And as a Nets fan, I heard Evan say this. I was a fan before these guys got here. I'll be a fan when these guys leave. Exactly. Hey, Keith, last question. I mean, last year I know how much you liked the Udame. Now I don't know what what he what happened with his marriage. That now is that why you dislike him now for all that? <laughs> it you isn't that I him? dislike him. I don't. I never met the guy, but I dislike that the 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 front runner to take over for the Brooklyn Nets 
It's somebody with their own off-the-court baggage and issues. Well, yeah, exactly. So you're going to add that as, as, as if the Nets haven't had enough of their own problems. Listen, listen, you're listen, willing to take the, we that already, in? We already, we already had the Bronx Zoo. We don't need the Brooklyn Zoo. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what it hey, is. Hey, question. Would you want Quinn Snyder, uh, Mark Jackson? Or, Mike, uh, Mike D'Antoni? D'Antoni? Would you want one of those guys? Sure. I would like somebody to come in. That's a good NBA head coach with no baggage. This place already has enough. It just yeah, doesn't. It, it's not smart to add to it because I really do fear this. And I know the Nets are going to say they did their due diligence, but somebody always has some type of skeleton to pull out of the closet. As soon as he's not wearing <laughs> that green Celtics uh, pullover and he's presented as the Nets head coach, somebody's going to come forward to say he did this to me or this happened. And uh, I'm I'm dreading that. I think so the so I think so the Nets can't avoid it. I think it's already you know the writing is on the so wall. They announce him as the next head coach, and then there's going to be some type of legal action or something that we did not know about that comes uh, to the to the fr- forefront. So you're trying to say, oh, Brooklyn Nets Halloween isn't over yet, right? Oh, scary hours. <laughs> scary hours. Thanks for the injunction before, brother. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow, brother. Appreciate the call, Jimmy. Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't know. It's you know when you're you know when you're when you're struggling and you're trying to get right, you try to do the right things, right? You try to walk the line, you try and get right. And I understand Ime Udoka used to be a coach here and if you heard me talk about him last year, I said he should have been the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. He was here. You were familiar with him. The guys liked him. You went with Steve Nash and look what he did. He took the Celtics to the finals in his first year as head coach. But he messed it up for himself because he couldn't control himself off the field, off the court, rather. And the the fact that Shams and Woj, like, that's what tripped me out today. It's like, okay, cool, they fired Nash. And Nets fans, as soon as they heard about Ime Udoka being let go or being suspended by the Celtics, they didn't care about any of that. They're like, hey, bring him here. We need a coach. We need a coach. Before it immediately to come out, right, not long after, let's see, Woj tweeted at 12.52 p.m. The Nets have fired Steve Nash. And not even two hours later at 2.12, suspended Celtics coach Ime Udoka has emerged as the likely next Brooklyn Nets coach, and his hiring could be finalized as soon as the next 24 to 48 hours. It just seems insane to think that you 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 have Kyrie and his nonsense, which people didn't forget about the past couple years, and then you also have Ben Simmons and his nonsense. You inherited all of that, and you're also still trying to figure that out. And on top of that, you're going to sign up to take on Ime Udoka, who lost his job because he was sleeping with coworkers and coworkers' wives and things like that. To me, that just sounds like that sounds like you're desperate. That sounds like you don't know which way to go, and you're not making the best decisions. Um, and and this the, the decision isn't made. That that is a rumor. But you know, I just don't think that Woj and Shams put tweets out like that next to their name, and the, you know, they have a ton of credibility. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't just put stuff out there on Twitter. Like, this is their job, right? They're not Kyrie just putting links out and then saying, oh, I'm not promoting it. They're putting out things next to their name that they know they'll have to speak on and stand by. So for me, I'm like, man, the Nets must like this. No. 
Josiah is an owner that's in over his head. Sean Marks is a GM that's been over his head in this whole KD and Kyrie era. And now they've had to fire their head coach, and they're going to bring in a head coach uh, to add to the mess that's already there. It just doesn't make me think more good things. It makes me think more bad things. I just... I expect there to be a news story if if they do move forward and hire Ime Udoka and we don't know everything about what went on in Boston. Once Boston is detached from him completely and he's coaching somewhere else and working in another organization, I expect someone to come forward with some information, some damaging inform- information that, I don't know, let's see. The Nets say they, they're doing their due diligence and they're vetting guys out or whatever, but... Uh, Man, when you hear right away, not even two hours after the head coach gets fired, that the next guy in line is is the guy that's currently serving a suspension um, and had a story this offseason that shook the NBA because he coached a team in his rookie season as a head coach to the finals. He brought them to uh, the finals, and they won the East, and he's out. And he also has a high-profile wife and mother of his Child knee along, like I, it's just bad. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good. And I know it's. I mean, it's good for people that hate the Nets and want to see the Nets fail because the Nets just keep giving them things. But for Nets fans, uh, the small group of us, which has grown, it's a. You know, I hear uh, Evan talk about maybe there's ten percent of Nets fan. I think there's. I think there's more than that. I think that the uh, arena, which let me check on that, the arena. Just the arena itself tells you that there are a consistent amount of Nets fans showing up to these games. But if you look around, even with all the turmoil, even with all the nonsense, it seems like, oh, nope, it was 100% capacity again tonight. You know, if you look at the box score, it'll tell you the capacity. So uh, I think the first six games that the Nets played at home, five of them were 100% capacity, sold out, sell out crowds. Over 17,000 people, close to 18,000 people. The only game that wasn't maximum capacity 100% was two nights ago now, that second game against the Pacers where you saw the fight anti-Semitism shirts courtside and um, the Nets played the same team that they played Saturday. Oh, and it was also a rainy Halloween night. 89% capacity the Nets will take. I remember going to Nets games where you could get a ticket you could stand outside on your phone and get a ticket for 15, 20 bucks for one of these games against the Pacers in 2015 or 20. You know what I'm saying? Like the Nets have gotten to a place where they do have fans. They do have people coming to these games. Um, that narrative of there being no Nets fans and even the the article that came out about season ticket holders not reing up. Okay, yeah. If you're a season ticket holder, that's an investment. That's putting money down on something that that's not a smart investment. You don't. You're, this summer, you don't know if Kevin Durant's still going to be there. You don't know if Kyrie's going to be there. You don't know if they're going to fire the coach. You don't know if they're going to blow this up. You don't know if the best player on paper you have is Ben Simmons. Like I wouldn't have put any money on that either. I would have been opting out as well. But the fans are there. This Nets world has been built, and it's not going anywhere. Um, Ten years in Brooklyn, they will weather the storm. They will figure it out. It might, it might be some more bad before good. But uh, there are a lot of games left to play. Kevin Durant is on this team. There's also some other talent on this team. And not before long, we'll know who the next coach of the Brooklyn Nets is. Winning cures all. They got to win. That's the only way they fix this. They got to win games. Let's go to Miriam in Forest Hills. Hey, Miriam, how's it going? 
I'm I'm fine. I don't know about you, but I'm watching talking about the people on the ice. They're doing great. Yeah, let's shift the conversation to the yeah. Islanders, the Rangers, the Devils. They're doing great. Listen, look at this. Islanders, Rangers, Devils all have good points. Everybody's winning. It's good. You're going to have playoff hockey this year. Imagine we have three ways. I don't know if the Devils yeah. can hold, but I think the Rangers yeah. will be back in it. The Islanders are looking to get back in it, and sure. who knows? Maybe the Devils keep this going. Maybe this isn't just a, a good start. No, this is good. All these guys are doing great. You know that? It's it's fun watching hockey. You guys should get off this basketball jazz and watch hockey. Hockey's <laughs> the best thing you've ever got. I wish. They got me so young. <laughs> they got me. Come on, sweetheart. You're, you're, you're old enough to be my kid. Let's go. Let's <laughs> do hockey for a while. I wish it's, I could drop the NBA. If I, if I could switch and, and spend my nights, and I think there's less hockey games, but if I could switch and spend my nights locked in on the Devils and not watching the Nets, and uh, it. it's tough. It, I've even tried. You know, I've tried to split my time, but you, you know. You have to be able to get yourself ready to watch people on ice. They've been doing this a long time. I mean, I've been a Nets fan since the beginning. Now we have a whole bunch of people. You know, these people should talk to each other. Forget coaches. Let's sit down and have a team meeting and talk to each other, not at each other. Yeah, they did have a team meeting Saturday, and then it turned into a win. But, you know, that's that's how I feel about a lot of things. I said that about the Nets in this offseason. I'm like, these guys need to get into a room and just settle differences. That's right. And you know what? One of the reasons the hockey stuff is working is because they do it all the time. The older players sit down with the younger players and talk about what to do and what not to do. Yeah, leadership goes a long way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what you have to do. When the Islanders now have Wayne Lambert, and I miss Barry Trotz. He was one of the best coaches. But you know what? Wayne Lambert is doing really good, and they're trying real hard to get going, and they're going to be fine. They're on a road trip. The Devils are on a road trip. The Rangers are going to be playing the Bruins on on Thursday. Yep. The Devils are going into Edmonton. The Islanders are going to St. Louis. Let's do it. Win games. See the playoffs coming in the hockey world. I'm with it. Great call, Miriam. Thank you. NHL fans, hockey fans, it's all swell with the three local teams. Like Miriam just told you, Thursday, they'll all be back on the ice. Bruins, Rangers, Islanders, in St. Louis against the Blues, and then your New Jersey Devils versus the Oilers. Man, I wish I could shift. I've told my story a bunch. When when the NHL locked out, I used to play NHL 96, NHL 97 on Super Nintendo. I used to collect uh, trading cards. We used to go outside with our roller skates and play street hockey. I was into hockey young. I, I was actually into the Rangers first. Mark Messier... And, you know, the team that won back then, even with the Devils winning back then. But I I leaned Rangers when I first got into hockey. And then hockey locked out, and Jordan started winning championships, and basketball just became more appealing. And then Jordan retired, and I couldn't follow him uh, to be a fan of the uh, Birmingham Barons (laughs) or the Washington Wizards. So I shifted to the home team who I was always rooting for, the New Jersey Nets. They got Jason Kidd, and not long after that, they got Vince Carter. And here I am still a Nets fan, wishing that uh, they had those guys. It was not as much of a headache. It seemed more fun as a kid, seemed more exciting as a kid. It just seemed like you had superheroes on your basketball team that could go out there and do anything and get it done and 
they were high flyers and they hit shots and they hustled and they played hard. And uh, yeah, here we are. Fast forward to this Brooklyn era. I don't know what has happened to the Nets, but I can only hope that they get better. I I gotta I gotta dive into maybe I'll do that tonight if I'm just up and can't go to sleep. I gotta dive more into the Devils and get locked in on the Devils and uh, less on the on the Brooklyn Nets. It's a headache. It makes you feel bad. <laughs> like I talked to a bunch of Nets fans today, and I feel like Nets fans didn't know how to feel. You 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 feel bad about the nonsense Kyrie brought to the organization that didn't have to happen. Uh, you feel bad for Steve Nash, I get, but you're, I, I guess, but you're happy because you wanted Steve Nash gone. You want a coach to coach up this team. You have Kevin Durant in his prime, uh, so that's coming. But it's just too much, um, too much negative uh, to deal with. It's too much nonsense to deal with. You, this is sports, right? You get in, you don't get into sports for this extra stuff. You don't get into sports to be debating anti-Semitic uh, posts and and who was wrong and who was right and. Who should be suspended or not suspended, or who should who should have a backbone? Like I, I heard BT saying that this morning. Oh, the Nets, the Nets need to have a backbone. The NBA needs to have a backbone. What are you talking about, bro? They're supposed to just suspend Kyrie, and then if you say that, and people are like, oh, you're defending him. No, they're clearly taking their time here, and they also realize that he retracted the tweet. He didn't stand on it, but you, you can't win. You can't win. I, I feel like it wasn't something that he needed to be suspended for but they made statements right that's not bt was saying all oh, the nba didn't put out a statement yes they did the nba put out a statement with the mbpa the mbpa put out a statement joe Sy put out a statement it sucks that people even have to put out a statement that like we condemn hate speech we don't support any anti-semitic posts we're trying to talk about three-point shooting percentage and blocks and steals and turnovers and Kyrie makes it about something else, and I've said this before. Kyrie, bro, if you want to be that guy, go be that guy and put the ball down. Hang up your jersey, retire, and take on that cause. Take on that fight. But when you try to do both, you bring people in that wanted nothing to do with what you believe in and what you're trying to put out there, and then when you don't actually explain it, then when you don't actually have a clear way to talk about what you're trying to do and why you did it, it's just bad for everybody involved. Moving along here, there's plenty to talk about. Steven is in Point Pleasant on the fan. What you got, Steve? Keith, man, it is never too late to apologize. It is never too late to apologize. You're right, and that's, he won't. <laughs> he won't because he's nah, Kyrie know, Irving, right? He he apologized on Twitter in his own way. It was he didn't say sorry, and uh, he he ducked the media. Yeah, and that's. That's the problem. As a, I'm a member of the Jewish community, uh, in 2020, I was there on the protest that I know Kyrie supported, along with many members of the, my community. We were there for the time. And to see Kyrie now doing this and not even being, not even being, even to attempting to apologize, just saying that he didn't mean to offend, no, that's not apologizing. And, it sucks. I was a New Jersey Nets fan from when I was born, and Kyrie's a Jersey guy, and yet I'm done with the Nets. Understandable. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no defense for this. There's no defending Kyrie, and like you said, it's never too late to apologize, 
But I like I think right. I think at his core he feels like he doesn't owe anyone an apology just because yeah. you know the way that he he talked to Nick Friedo he said I'm not promoting it what am I promoting it's like bro stop it we're not dumb yeah and you're not yeah. dumb either There's, yeah he he's not he's not old and dumb he's young and knows what he's doing like like we're all his we're around his age like he, like he grew up with social media he knows that retweeting something within his stature knows what, that it's basically an endorsement. And which sucks, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to get too mad over it. It, it is what it is. It's not going to. Kyrie Irving will, will not be the last anti-Semite in the NBA, no matter how many people want him to be. Yep. And this won't be the last thing that Kyrie puts out there or does that we shake our head at and we're disappointed in it. He's got a long line of this stuff, so. Uh, we just got to yep. move on from it. It's tough, but the Nets are yep. trying to. That's why they fired their coach right now, and they, you know they yeah, added something they, else yeah. to to the news. And they'll, they'll bring in a whole different new distraction. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's bring in Ime Udoka right now, and the Nets fans are like, whatever, fine. We need a coach. He's a good coach. What, we'll what, deal with whatever baggage he brings. <laughs> like like anyone that could potentially distract from Kyrie Irving, the Nets are just trying to go out and get. Which oh my god. And Joe Sai, I understand what he's trying to do. He's a billionaire. I don't, I don't give a crap about whatever he thinks. But man, I'm, I'm just happy watching the only team that represents New Jersey right now the beat Devils. the Vancouver four to one. At least we got the Devils, bro. When they took At the Nets out of New Jersey. Devils. I was like, all we have is the Devils, and I don't know if they're ever going to be good. Maybe this is the year, right? The Nets crash Yo, and burn, and, and the Devils year. just get hot. Why not? We saw the Mets get hot. We've seen the Giants get hot. Maybe the Devils get hot. Yo, this is the Giants-Devils year. It's got to be. Like, everything else has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything else has gone wrong. It's got to be Giants-Devils now. I'm with it. I would love to see it actually turn into championships, or maybe that's too much. Playoffs. You know, a playoff run. A winning record. <laughs> yeah, a uh, uh, Giants winning record. But, I mean, yeah. Now, now my, I mean, you know, my expectations are higher now, but tell, tell me this year going to the bye week, restricting two, uh, I'll put my entire life on that. Regardless, man, I appreciate the conversation the entire night that you've been having. Not, not much more to be said, but you're the best, and go Devils. Thanks for the call, Steve. You know, I, I came in and, and I said, I'm not afraid to have the conversation. I'm not afraid to share my own experience. I'm not afraid to take calls on it. It sucks to talk about, but we have to talk about it. And I think these conversations help people. I think, uh, you know, learning more about what was said or what goes on or who said what or whatever, like it can help some people. And I, I do feel bad for my friends in the Jewish community that are offended, that are Nets fans or Kyrie fans and they're still waiting to say hey man like what like when are you going to apologize or when are you going to clear that up it may never happen it may never happen uh but I think you know the radio sports talk radio we try to stick to sports we try to keep these things out of sports it's impossible especially in this digital social age right this all came off a tweet if this was 30 years ago Kyrie wouldn't have had a platform to share something like that on and it just creates more nonsense around the sport, around the team, around the game. And at the end of the day, you're not even talking about the game, right? We're not talking about Royce O'Neal had his career high. Utah Watanabe emerged tonight. Uh, ben Simmons didn't play, but that's fine. Cam Thomas didn't play. What's up with that? Zach Levine had 20 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter to close out 
the Brooklyn Nets. Usually that's DeMar DeRozan's role. They call him king of the fourth. He's usually the closer for Billy Donovan's club. Tonight, Zach Levine became that guy. And Kyrie came up small. And you you can't tell me that he's not affected. You can't tell me that he like it it's so obvious to see. You could see it in his face. He had a turnover late in that game where he turned the ball over and then the next possession Zach Levine blew by him, and I'm like, he's cooked, bro. He shouldn't even be playing. <laughs> if they were going to suspend him, they should have suspended him for this game because he sucked. Kyrie Irving, you brought this on yourself, bro. Why, like, why are you so affected? You can't do both. You can't have it both ways. You can't be this free thinker putting this stuff out there and then not standing on it, and then when the storm comes, you're not able to stand in that storm, speak on what your intentions were, and then also do your job, right? The rest of us don't have the luxury that he has of being able to put things out there and then be protected. If you put some things out there that got back to your boss that were anti-Semitic, you'd be fired. And then if you showed up to work unable to perform, you'd be fired. He, he did all of that. And so I understand the frustration with Kyrie Irving. I understand the people that are tired of Kyrie Irving. I understand the Nets fans that are saying, cut him, get him out of here, wave him. I don't think the Nets are going to do that because for the Nets, they have to try and see this year through with KD and Kyrie, who they basically sold the whole franchise to. And getting rid of Kyrie hurts the team. They already don't have a good roster. You get rid of Kyrie, you know, where do you go from there? 877-337-6666. We're at the halfway point of the 12 o'clock hour. Keith McPherson on the fan. You got me for another 90 minutes or so. It's it's wide open, folks. I really don't want to keep talking about Kyrie Irving. Unfortunately, I've had to do this all day. I ducked it over the weekend. Uh, there was no running from it today. Anything else you'd like to talk about, we'll do that after we come back from this break. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All is well. Let's talk a little baseball. World Series. I'm happy watching the World Series. The team that I was rooting for is winning. And I think that it's good for baseball that they are winning. And I think that their story, if they are able to see this through and win this World Series, will go down in history as one of the best baseball season stories ever. All time. And there's little things that Yankees fans and Mets fans can take from this World Series. I understand some Mets fans may be rooting against the rival Philadelphia Phillies, who they dominated this year. I called the Mets the Make It Happen Mets. And I remember I had Steve on one night where the Mets were down. And I think, you know, I forget what it was. They were down by a lot. And I think Steve said, oh, yeah, that game's out of reach. And I'm like, not. it's not out of reach. You never know what the make it happen Mets. And they came back in the ninth inning, and you guys remember what happened. They beat that team. You remember Keith Hernandez talking about their fundamentals and how he hates to watch them and Alec Bohm having three errors and being booed off the field. That's another thing, right, for Yankees fans. The Phillies fans booed them all season. I don't want to hear a thing about the Yankees being booed. Philadelphia fans are just as hard as New York fans are on their teams, but they just have one team in each sport. They don't have two teams, three teams. They have one team. And they go hard for those teams, and they're hard on those teams, and they were booing those guys off the field. They were booing Joe Girardi, former Yankees manager, to the point where they had to get him up out of there and they hire Rob Thompson, a guy that was in the running for being the Yankees manager a few years back when they decided to go at Aaron Boone, a guy that had been... With the New York Yankees organization from 2008 to 2017, he is a great story in himself. I hope he wins a World Series and has a long time to be the manager down there in Philadelphia just riding off of that. This rain, right? We saw the Yankees get affected by rain, but they didn't build in any off days for travel for them. We saw the Yankees' DS series take eight days to complete five games. I guess it worked in the Yankees' favor, and I guess it worked in the Phillies' favor as well, right? They shift from Noah Syndergaard, another Mets thing, former Met Noah Syndergaard. They shift from Noah Syndergaard and give the ball to Ranger Suarez, and he dominates. He goes out there and balls. Five shutout innings. And then on the other side, Lance McCullers Jr., I don't know what happened to them. I don't know what happened to him, and uh, I saw a video of, I guess, you know, the Astros tried to order some pizzas for the team, having that extra day in Philly, and, uh, you know, Pizzeria out there said, you think I would serve the Houston Astros? Philly goes hard for their teams, kind of similar to uh, the Guardians checking out of their hotel and waiting at Yankee Stadium on that Monday night of that rain delay, and then when the game gets postponed, they go back to the hotel, the rooms are all booked, and New York comes together and say, hey, there's 
nothing available to put your whole team in our one hotel. Figure it out. <laughs> Philly came together. They said, we're not even going to feed these guys. I know it was just one example, but, man, this is a special World Series. Uh, I'm hoping that it doesn't go back to Houston. I'm hoping that guys like Bryce Harper, who if you're a baseball fan, you got to look at Bryce Harper and what he's been able to do. If he gets this ring this year, man, perfect for him. Right? He leaves the Nationals. They go win it. And he wins MVP. He gets the big money. But he goes down this year. Bryce, you know, Bryce went out when Blake Snell hit him in the hand. And uh, they said something during the game tonight about the changes in baseball and how they directly affected the Phillies. You add the DH, and Bryce Harper's able to come back in DH. You add an extra team to the postseason. The Phillies weren't even supposed to make the postseason. The Brewers were right there. It was like... You guys remember, it wasn't that long ago. The Phillies were on the cusp of not making it. You add that extra wild card team, the Phillies sneak in, they get hot. From the first game they played, they weren't supposed to win that first game, right? This was the pageantry around Albert Pujols and Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. And here you have the St. Louis Cardinals with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and... Lars Newtbar, and any opportunity I have to say Lars Newtbar, I'm going to take that opportunity. <laughs> they were supposed to beat the Phillies. No one had them beating St. Louis, and they come back and score six runs in the ninth inning of that first game, and then they take the first two games of that series. They advance. They beat the Braves. and I mean, it's a magical year for baseball coming out of the lockout into this first postseason with this new wild card round and these added wildcard teams, and the Philadelphia Phillies, Yankees South, as I called them Friday, just being uh, super proud of D-Rob, who I got a chance to meet and be around when I was in the fan cave. The only Yankee that came to the fan cave multiple times, even when uh, he wasn't necessarily working or asked, he just popped in with his family and you know always took pictures and was nice to me. I always root for D-Rob and his foundation, High Socks for Hope. Solid guy, sweet home Alabama. He goes out there, gets it done. Then tonight we see Nick Nelson. Yankees fans remember Nick Nelson got rocked when he faced the Phillies as a Yankee. And now he's in the World Series. Yankee South. And shout out to Philadelphia, man. They are two wins away from a World Series parade. And they also have an undefeated football team. And tomorrow they'll line up Thursday night football Eagles versus Texans, while the uh, Phillies could be trying to eliminate the Astros. They'll play tonight, and the Phillies could go up 3-1, and then they'll play Thursday. That could be the game to close it out. Who knows? But call me up if you want to talk baseball, if you want to talk Phillies, if you want to talk World Series. Let's go to Brian in Barnegat, New Jersey, on the fan. What's up, Brian? Hi, Keith. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling up. Yeah, I before I get to my point, I, I do just want to say because I actually did not know about it until you at the beginning of your show that uh, Takeoff died, and I'm shocked and stunned because I, you know, I'm a sports fan, but I'm also a, a music fan, a, a huge music fan. Yeah, and it's another and, and young artist dead in shocked the Yeah. And stunned. Um but my my baseball point uh, 
I uh, when I saw this article, I uh, the other day I almost threw up, and that's that the Ghost Runner is coming back. And oh yeah, oh uh, I don't like it. I don't. I have, they, they claim I have the players so many... like it and the managers like it, but the fans don't like it. And we've just seen this whole postseason tournament without it. It, it seemed to go fine for me. Yeah, I, I, I wish, you know, I wish we could talk, actually say to Manfred that the fans don't like it. We don't yeah, like we it. Don't. It's not I, real I have... baseball, and they're they're trying to paint it as oh, it adds strategy to the end of baseball games. No, it's not strategy. It adds a completely different type of baseball to the end of a baseball game. That's not really fair to anyone. It's like, okay, uh, whoever can get this ghost runner that shouldn't be there in first. I, I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's fake baseball. I feel like we've watched baseball for long enough where it's like, you don't need to give these. This is the highest level of baseball. You don't need to give them anything. And anybody watching a baseball game physically there or even on TV, on TV you could change the channel. If you're physically there, you made the commitment to be there. We don't need it to be, you know, sped up. Thanks for the call, Brian. Sometimes I, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to you guys, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll not even go off on a tangent. I'm hosting, but I'll, I'll say a bunch of things, and I'm thinking you're there to add to the conversation, and I go back and I look, and I'm like, oh. Guess that's it. But thanks for the call, Brian. Uh, yeah, I did see that. I, f I forgot to bring that up when I did see it. I think I, I might have saw it over the weekend. Manfred's man on second. That's what I call it. Manfred's man in extra innings. Whatever. You know what they're you know they're they're gonna do what they want to do, and then they'll justify it however they they want to justify it. But uh, I don't need it. I know most of the fans didn't want it. And uh, we just saw a postseason where they didn't have it, right? I just talked about D-Rob on Friday. That that game went 10 innings. There was no ghost runner on second. Maybe things go a little differently if there was. I'm good on that. I just feel like it, in late in games, teams are trying to, like, bunt that runner over, and then you got first base open, so they're walking. It's, it's corny to me. It's like we get into the fake baseball at the end of the game after we just played nine innings of Hard-fought defensive baseball sometimes, uh, pitcher's duel. Yeah, there can be a 8-8 game. But for the most part, they're usually low-scoring games. They're either 0-0 or like 1-1, 2-2 tie games. And you got to add a runner on second for Major League Baseball players who are supposed to be the best players in the world. Come on. Somebody's going to get a hit. And if they don't get a hit and they don't score runs, you play it out as long as it takes. 2014, when I was in the fan cave... The Red Sox and Angels played 19 innings, and we weren't allowed to leave the fan cave until that game was over. And I think that game ended up going to like 3 in the morning, and I'll never get over it because we had bottle service at Hotel Chantel for my boy Mike's birthday. Imagine paying for bottle service and never getting to go to the club. That's baseball, Susan. We have That's part of the whole thing. Like, you know, these eight fans. Watch all 2,430 regular season baseball games live at the MLB Fan Cave. Like we really did that. We really sat there and watched every major league game. Maybe we didn't see every pitch of every major league game. That was actually one of the taglines. Like, MLB Fan Cave, never miss a pitch. Like, oh, okay, I missed a bunch of pitches. But we, we were locked in there until all the games went final. That's baseball. You accept that. All right, we're here. We're watching the game. Come on. We're rooting for outs. <laughs> We're rooting for runs or outs or something. I don't, I'll don't. i never be uh, 
a fan of Manfred's man. You might as well bring back the seven inning doubleheaders then. You might you might as well bring back all the janky nonsense. That's that was one of the most janky rule changes of all. They're gonna change all the stuff. And you just gotta deal with it, folks. They're gonna tell you it's the evolution of the game and it's better for the game and the managers like it and the players like it. Poll them. I guess they like it in the regular season, but not in the postseason. Right? In the postseason in the World Series. I just I feel like that that's gonna create some type of issues, some problems next year. But whatever. Back to this World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies. Shout out to uh, Vinny. Vinny hit me. He said, the Phillies won in 2008. Yankees followed in 2009. Let's keep our fingers crossed, bro. <laughs> uh, could you imagine, though? Could you imagine the, the Yankees get to the World Series next year against the Phillies and knock them off? And, and there's deja vu of how that went down. I doubt that. That's, uh, I mean, talking about the Yankees. We don't even want to talk about the Yankees. There's really nothing to talk about. Until you know about what they're going to do with Aaron Judge. And from what I last heard on Aaron Judge, and I think Sweeney and I have a podcast tomorrow, BXB, check it out. BXB stands for Bronx Baseball, Keith McPherson, Sweeney, Murdy. We started it September 1st, so we're going to keep it going through the offseason and monitor this Judge watch and Cashman and Boone and their press conference. And uh, yeah, what I just recently heard was it may take a while. Of course it's going to take a while. We talked about the Yankees having this window of time between them getting eliminated, uh, not this past Sunday, but last Monday. They have this window of time until the World Series ends and five days after the World Series to potentially wine and dine and court Aaron Judge and the Judge family and put an offer out there. But it's negotiations, so maybe they're not going to put an offer out there and they're going to wait till all the other offers are out there and they're going to try and beat those offers and then those other teams are going to try and beat the Yankees offer and this could take a while, folks. And while that takes a while, other free agents will be signing where they want to go. They will come off the board. They'll be claimed. Stay tuned for a cold, cold winter, Yankees fans. Let's go to Jack down in Tom's River. What's up, Jack? You're on the fence. Hey, Keith, big fan of your show. Um, I just wanted to talk about just the game tonight. I mean, McCullers was clearly tipping pitches, and of course it was great to see the Astros get lit up as a huge Yankee fan, but part but of me was why couldn't like, we do that? <laughs> yeah, not even that. I was like, Harper could have been a Yankee. Like, oh, Harper could have been a Yankee. Should have been. I've talked about that a bunch, man. The Yankees kind of pissed me off with all of that. They, you know, they, they signed John Carlos Stan and Whatever, it sucks. Every Yankees fan is watching what Bryce Harper has done in this postseason, and and we're all like, yep, worth every penny. Yep, that guy wanted to be yep. a Yankee, grew up a Yankees fan. His his dad was a huge Mickey Mantle fan, wanted his son to be a Yankee, and the Yankees passed on him because they had John Carlos Stanton and they had uh, Aaron Judge. And right now, we don't know if they're going to have Judge. They, they have Stanton, but they don't have Bryce Harper, and he's legit. And he's at the core, the reason that the Phillies, you know, are who they are. He's a leader. Um, you know, I was talking about the guy, like, as a baseball fan, the fact that we were introduced to Bryce Harper when he was a teenager, he is our LeBron James in baseball, right? He is the chosen one that saw it all the way through. And once he gets this ring, you know, knock on wood, once he gets this ring, then what? what is there else to, to say about Bryce Harper? He's the man. He's an MVP, multiple time, like, this guy's got all the money. He's uh, 
about to be a World Series champion. He did it. And this is a guy that burst on the scene. They talked about him hitting 500-foot home runs when he was 17. Yeah, I, I just don't, uh, as a Yankee fan especially, it just it hurts to see that he wanted to be in pinstripes. And obviously it didn't happen, but um, he's definitely going to go down as a no-doubt Hall of Famer, especially with this ring at, at the top he gets. And um, and he'll be World Series MVP if the Phillies take it. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Jack. I mean, it sucks as as Yankees fans. Even looking at Matty, Manny Machado, I really wanted Manny Machado. And I just knew that they weren't going to do that. And we'll always have the uh, picture of Manny Machado's face on the big screen in Yankee Stadium. But they passed on him, too. And when you think about who the Yankees decided to give their $300 or $300, $300 million contracts to, well, they, they inherited John Carlos Stanton's, which is fine. You know, it is what it is with G. They made a move, right? When they made that move, we thought it was, oh, the evil empire. The empire is back. They make a move to get Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, kind of a redundant position. Kind of didn't really fit a need. You go and get the MVP from the National League in right field. Um, you have a right fielder who should have won MVP that same year and won Rookie of the Year. And you say, oh, we're going to make this guy a DH. And then fast forward two years after that, you decide you're going to give Garrett Cole $300 million. And yeah, Garrett Cole had two good starts against the Guardians, but he's still not the Garrett Cole you thought you were getting when that deal went down, $324 million. He, he He hasn't been the dominant ace that you thought you were getting. And I, and I don't care to have the back and forth of, oh, he is an ace. Look at all of his strikeouts. Look at what he did in October. Good. That's what he gets paid to do. Like That's, that's what he's expected to do. But nobody expected the spider tag. Nobody expected all the home runs flying out. No one expected... Him getting rocked and, and shrinking and, uh, you know, not having the mental toughness to just overcome things, like not getting a strike call. Yeah, that's who the Yankees decided to give $324 million to, Garrett Cole. Not Manny Machado, not Bryce Harper, not a guy that plays every day that's going to hit four times a game. They decided to give that money to Garrett Cole, a guy that takes the ball every five days. And, yes, I, I give it to Garrett Cole. He, he does take the ball. He does pitch. He does make his starts. He's there. But they always have to overcome his starts. And uh, <laughs> you think about that money moving forward, like, now you got to pay Judge over $300 million. Will they? Are they? I don't know. But I'm not worried about the Yankees right now. I, I've, I've actually, like, I always have this post postseason, like, depression after the Yankees season ends because it's, it's fun. It's, it's cool to, like, root for a team and follow that team daily and, you know, go through the highs and lows. And then when the season ends, I don't know if you feel like this, but every time a baseball season ends since I was a kid, it's like another year of my life. And when they don't win the World Series, it's like another year of my life wasted. I know I did other things. (laughs) I know other things happen in my life. But when the baseball season ends, I'm like, man, that's another year smoke. That's another year gone by. We didn't win the World Series. I didn't get to a parade. And I start thinking, I don't know how many years I got. I don't know how many years I have to live. And I don't know how many years I have of being a diehard fan like this. I understand how people age out of it. I understand how people grow out of it. I understand how people in the media are neutral. I didn't understand until I got in this year. Now I get it. Now I understand how these people show up to Yankee Stadium in neutral colors. They don't have a dog in the fight. They're kind of Yankees fans, but they're quiet. 
They don't cheer. They bring their MacBooks. It's like a library in there. And and shout out to them. Some of the best in the business. People I admire. Uh, Reporters, writers, people that work for some of the top publications. But me being in there, I'm like, I can't kick it with y'all. I did it one time, and I'm like, no, I don't belong in here. But I understand now, right? Because if you're not a fan, a diehard fan, then you you have no real emotion or attachment, right? A lot of those reporters that cover the Yankees, they're in Philadelphia covering the World Series. They're just moving right on. It's baseball. I, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Maybe one day. I, I aspire to be uh, an old man that's just, like, covering sports and doesn't have a fandom. It's impossible. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. I'll be right back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.